Um, hey, listen, we got, our, we, got our, yeah. we got our man Jello in the house. Jello, man. Yes. Jello, I've known Jello probably like a good oh, 25 years. Yes. $7, man, from 7-Eleven. <laughs> hey, don't get me hey, involved man. with your 7-Eleven teething there, okay? Yeah, um, you, 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 can't, you can't pull that scam on everybody, man. You're collecting $7 from everybody. You know I got to delete the video. And then not post. <laughs> no, you know, Jello. I was just thinking, though. Um, like, hey, first, first, we should also say welcome that, to the Why So Serious podcast. We're, we're, That's what yeah, we're doing here. Yeah, sorry. So everybody, we're just like having a little <laughs> uh, pre pre conversation, and um, you know, it's just so good to see Angelo, man. Sorry, Jay Boogie. So we all have our own like <laughs> multiple names. <laughs> never call a bank robber or a late dinner or none of those names, man, because that won't be me. Um, but everybody, welcome to Wasso Serious. Uh, we are, you know, in the house with uh, Jay Boogie. This is... Uh, salute, salute. This is yes. incredible, man. Uh, of course, we got Showtime. Uh, I'm Kwametron. We're just happy, yes, man, sir. to have, we have our, our dude from back in the day, man. And I think one thing, one thing that's really cool, man, about back in the day is like these guys know you, like they know where you came from, right? They know when you were like that dude in the street who didn't match his clothing, you know? You had yeah. white shoes, but they looked gray. They're like, I know you, where you live. So, um, <laughs> but we're just we're just reminiscing, man, about the Leo Moe Garden. Yeah, and I was just saying, man, I remember this statue of a woman. And like very thin, slim European lady, like, I don't know, do a move like that. And I asked her for her number and she gave it to me. She really did. I call her all the time, but never answers. We are, we are working on, we're currently working on getting Kwamatron some help. So <laughs> it's, it's also just, just, you know? just on that note, we want to remind everybody it's mental health month. You know, take care of yourselves. That was that was a that was cold. That was unnecessary. I took all my pills every Friday or most Fridays. Um, yo, hold up, hold up. Yo, Kwametron forgot that was actually his date that night. <laughs> like I meet her in the garden, man. She's gonna be there, guaranteed. This lady is stiff. Oh, you want to go to the movie? All right, never, movie she, never, she never talks back to you. You know, never talks back. She was the best date ever. <laughs> hey, listen, I've been I've been wanting to talk about dating, and sorry, speaking of dating, I want to be wanting to talk mm. about dating again. Right. And uh, I want to talk about worst dates experiences. Worst. Oh. Because I got a bunch. And I'm gonna make sure these ladies' names are not revealed. Oh, I, got I, thought gonna, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say the opposite, man. I thought you were gonna, I'm gonna make sure every single name, you and you and you, you know who you are. I'm coming you, you, for you. you. Know, and you never call me back on second date. Because <laughs> it was that bad. Anyways, man. Uh, Yo, Carl well, John's um, got his little black book from back in the day. Like, <laughs> and you. And you, know, <laughs> and, I, and I'm gonna tell you, man. Speaking of black books, I'm gonna tell you that ladies you have dated in the past will keep your number around for years, while you have deleted their numbers years ago. I nah, learned that. I what? learned. I'm serious. Especially now with texting, I'll get a text from someone like, "What? Who is this?" Oh, this is six years ago or something like that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You got some. You got some serious staying power well, there. It's just it's it's something I noticed, man. Like ladies will keep your number around. A comedian talked about that. He's like, you know, because women women really control access to sex. Oh yeah, obviously. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Obviously. So, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then I think another comedian was talking about like, one second, you know, can men be friends with women? I'm, and you know, Sean and I were like, yes, you know, because I have yeah. friends that I'm not attracted to. So yeah, straight up, sisters or cousins. Yep. But then there are friends you're like, oh man, 
you know, if, if there's one vulnerable night, things are going to happen. So okay. it's, it's, it's always interesting, man, like, because they control access to sex, but men control access to marriage and relationships. That's the difference, right? So right, anyways, anyways, we're not talking about dating today. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, whoa. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, is it, did I get the... I Did I get the subject, man? <laughs> no, no, you, know you know, listen, uh, Jello, what, what, what I love about, you know, this podcast is we would come in saying we're going to talk about iPhones or water. But in that conversation, the, the, the organicness of the conversation, it ends up where we're talking about, like, the stock market and Nike and uh, oh, yes. Sean's mom's I cooking. I have heard. You know, <laughs> Sean's mom's cooking, you know, and it's, yeah. it's because... When, when Sean and I just talk on the phone, we never just talk about one thing. Like, we'll end oh, yeah. up talking about, like, eight things. Yeah. And then we'll conclude with, all right, man, have a good night. Have a good night. But right. I feel a sense of, like, it's like a workout for me. Like, I feel a sense of, like, endorphins have been released because, you know, I just got it out. Yeah. I got yeah. it out. Yeah. But my man, today is about Jay Boogie. Um, you know, Jay, Jay's, Jay's deep, deep into the music industry, um, you know, far more than Sean or I, uh, sorry, Showtime or I. So today, man, we want to just, you know, talk to you, man, just learn more about you, what you've been doing, um, and get some of your insights as well, you know, in the Smart. industry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sean? Yeah. We were, yeah, we were talking about, uh, I mean, yeah, we're going to, I mean, we're going to get you to intro yourself, but I'll just just touch on that topic about, you know, what we kind of threw out there to you, Jello, about, um, I guess I'm throwing out extra nicknames for anybody else who doesn't know, but maybe we'll stick <laughs> with Jay Boogie. We'll stick I mean, nah, Jay man, Boogie. like, nah, nah, yeah. you go with what flows, right? Like, all right, all right, cool. Yeah, cool, man, but... go with what flows, right? Like, you should never right. force anyone to refer to anyone as anything, right? right? Always right. let it flow. Always let right. it flow. You hear that, John? You hear that? <laughs> I didn't hear anything. <laughs> oh, snap. Sorry. <laughs> Just joking, man. So, but anyways, no, the, the topic that we were talking about, one of the main topics is a sort of the age old debate, if you want to call it that. I'm not sure if there's really any solution or any right answer, but we're going to find out. We're going to try to find out today um, about old school versus new school. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I, I always see this like in, when something's posted uh, online or a new album comes out or something's posted and, and you get what they like to call, I guess we're officially old heads now is yeah. what they call <laughs> And they're like, oh, old heads 40. always say this and that. They always say this music is trash and that, um, but they don't know, you know, like, and then there's this the side where it's like, hey, the music was just, you know, if you're looking at it, um, objectively it was just better the quality was better the the meaning in the music was better um production of the music was better um but i don't know how true all that is i don't know how true all that is we're gonna get into that but before we get into that um jello just uh what's what's your like for for those of you who don't know who jay boogie is um tell us a little bit about what you do what your background is and what you're what you're up to now Word. All right, cool. So I went to the Joker School of Comedy back in 72. And uh, now <laughs> I feel, by the way, I got kicked out. Did you actually get kicked out? Yeah. Oh, trippy. <laughs> I got beaten up quite a few times, man. This bully. Man, I'm, I'm know, sorry for that, man. I'm sorry. I told you I apologize for those beatings. Yeah, man. You know, I just came in wearing like the wrong color pants. He's like, I'm going to get you, son of and that was it for me. Dog, you were greasing the wrong palms, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Yo. Everyone's um... palms. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, keep your palms to yourself, man. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't get John started on that, man. Don't get started on greasy palms. Remember, we remember, this is, remember we said we try to keep this show PG. Okay. Kids, they say like, "Oh, don't do that. You might get hairy palms." Remember oh, that? Oh damn! I was like, "What are hairy palms?" Anyways, <laughs> man, so. you would take it there, wouldn't you? Though. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man, yeah. My name is Jay Boogie. Um, hey. I guess I guess I, if I were to if I were to put the, the quick face on Jay Boogie, represent Bun Down Sound. Don't know. Wow. Bun Down is yes. the sound. I remember that. And, um, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm also the host of the Lounge Presents, which is an Instagram live series where we feature artists and our our main purpose for existing is to connect artists with music lovers beautiful mm-hmm. man cool. I, I like your, i like your intro man like it's very like mm, you know like that that connection you know your target audience right music lovers yeah yeah, like it's, yeah, yeah. It's done. Mm-hmm. um what kind of music yeah, check, lovers do check you that target? show out by the way if you guys get a chance check it out on instagram yes please um and follow Jello, what's what's your what's your insta, insta IG handle? At J A Y B O O G Z underscore. And what about the, for the uh, for the the show? At the Lounge Presents. Done. Right. Yeah, they're. We'll put it. We'll put it up on the on the um, on the YouTube and stuff too. So. Yeah. Oh, word. Yeah. Respect. Respect. I was gonna say. Yeah. I was gonna say that you connect music lovers. Uh, but specifically, what kind of music you target? Well, see, I have uh, a major affinity for <laughs> hip hop culture, rap <laughs> music, soul, R and B, funk. So no, so no classical music. No, like we get get into a little bit of Bach. Yeah. Um, uh, no. What else is there? No country. No, no playing, <laughs> nothing. No. Well, not there yet. There's a huge focus on black music. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Of which of which country is an option yeah. of black music. That's, so, yeah. you know what I'm saying? True, but true. I, I I think the connection kind of stops right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hey. true, right? You know what you mentioned that when you mentioned that, right? It's like a lot of people don't know. I mean, that could be a whole we always say this, man. I feel like I should just have a button that says that could be a whole nother topic. And I just, Yo, that could be a whole nother topic. That's got, that's your tagline, man. Cause you honestly legit say that enough time. Yo, you should just make that your tagline still. Yo. Yeah. yeah. We need to include that, man. Like, that's, what, down, that's what I was saying earlier, right? It's like, you know, as we're talking, man, things just pop up, you know? Um, and then it's like, hey, write that down because that's a topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was I'm sorry, I was just saying though. With that is is the the music when you mentioned the country music, though is um, a lot of people don't know that country music. I mean, I could go almost as far as to say almost all music is a lot of music. I should say a lot of music is started off like is the is like black music right rock and roll straight up straight up just has that those roots in it so um yeah when people talk about black music and whatever it's like it's a lot more broad than a lot of people know but um, oh hell yeah man let's be perfectly honest the only reason why classical doesn't fall under something that's been influenced by black black culture in general is because that's what the Europeans brought over. <laughs> mm, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Black music is homegrown North American shit, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember like some of the, the dancing styles, you know, some of the drums and the rhythms. Um, when I'm in Ghana, I see stuff. Mm. You know, I see stuff. Like this is original, like this is home, right? So you look back to the African, uh, the, the, the American, the black American music with hip hop, you, you know, um, like you see, you see influences, you know, especially in the dancing and, and some of the drums and the beats. Oh, God, um, yes. You know, but you always, you know, as long as you give like credit and homage to like the roots to say, okay, Motherland, they have all this. There's some of the acoustics. Now we don't have guitars, you know, not what's not originally in Ghana. But it's it's almost like you if you really want to know what you're listening to, like you gotta go and say, where did this all come from? Then you know yeah. the influences. because uh, it's it's super deep, man. It's super deep. Um, but I come from I would say 
1987 is my journey into hip hop, 1987. And I, I actually, I went to live in a group home. My mom and I were having problems at home. So I ran away and ended up in a group home. And I was, my roommate was this guy and his name was, his name was Layton, Layton from Winnipeg, big dude. Very, very nice guy. And he introduced me to Kumo D in our room. Ah. And that's where it all started. And then from Kumo D, it went to Big Daddy Kane. And of course. I know, course. listen, man. Sean, press the button, man, because that's another topic. <laughs> how, Big Daddy Kane, how Big Daddy Kane was removed from the annals of hip hop as as part of the GOATS conversation, how he was removed. Anyways, man, this is, this is to me, he is like top three. Um, All right, okay. well then I've, I've got some great news for you guys. Let's mention, let's, let's stick a post-it just to the side of the, the thing okay. here and then we'll, I'll bring up the Kane thing later. I've got great okay. news about Kane, y'all, yeah. trust. Yeah, I mm-hmm. wanna hear this, man, I wanna hear mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so, Angelo, tell us you about about so you told us your background and so on, right? Music. I know it even goes deeper than that. Cause I know I know apparently I, I heard they used to um be host of some radio show in uh, when you were in UW. I apparently had a a pretty dope co host at some point. <laughs> yo, yo you talking about uh, the throw down is throw down the salt hour. <laughs> CKUW. No, that's closed circuit. CKUW. <laughs> yeah. Strictly yeah. to the strictly <laughs> inside the hallways of UW. Centennial Hall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For I mean, I don't know. We're dating my dating ourselves, I guess. But yeah, that's way back. I mean, I know I I don't know how long I came on for how many times I was on, but it was fun, man. It was fun doing yes. that. I remember, Yo, it was fun, man. I remember Seriously. I think the first I think actually that was the first time Jello when we heard when I I myself because I don't know where you were getting the music from I can't remember where we got the CDs or I don't think it was cassettes I'm pretty sure it was CDs yeah and CDs by got, that point yeah. where we got CDs from it was just like this you gotta check out this guy check this one out because I remember I think that was the first place that I heard it it was like Nasty Nas in your area, yeah. causing mad yeah. hysteria. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. this guy is like, wow, man, who's this Nasty Nas guy?" You like, bring in, mm-hmm. you bring in that kind of stuff, and you your street cred automatically goes right to the top mm-hmm. because you're, you're bringing something to the to the people. They're like, "What is this? Who is this? And how is this guy getting the stuff?" Like now, you become like the focal point of the scene, and that's what mm-hmm. we called it, right? It was a scene. But yeah, there was some DJs that would bring in stuff that I, you know, you know, like Doctor Shock, right? Uh, what was his real name? <laughs> Yo, did you just say that name? That name yeah. has not been uttered by a soul. In like- I know, right? <laughs> but but you had like Doctor Shock, DJ Bunny, a whole bunch of guys. Because I remember hip hop in the '90s was a uh, like '91. To 95, Winnipeg was a special place. Oh, yeah. Right. People stayed here. They were here. The scene was hot. Yeah. Right. It was live. And then people are like, yo, there's nothing to do here. And they started moving away and moving away. And then it just became like thinner and thinner and thinner. Um, But I mean, I mean, I, I just, I look at the scene, you know, and the influence it had on me personally, right? And just, you know, Winnipeg at that time, you know, we weren't like any kind of hip hop capital, but we always looked to Toronto. I remember that. Oh, Especially yeah. Especially with Rap City. Oh, yeah. Remember Rap City? So I'd have to oh, run yeah. home. I would actually tape it. I tape Rap City. I get home and I watch it. And it was like every Tuesday. Oh, man. Yeah. That was shout it. Out to, um, <laughs> shout out to, to Master T. Oh, yes. Too, no doubt. He, he, he just like oh, he brought yeah. he helped out. I think he's I know he's still doing stuff online. I don't can't remember what is that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's on 
I think he's on a, sh- a network called the Broadcast Network. He's definitely still active. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but but he um he was one that he was a very like yeah very active at, with the with Rap City and so on. Just getting like getting those artists and interviewing artists and like like bringing them actually to bringing it actually to like this is in this is happening in Canada and like sort of exposing them to our scene and yes man them and and so on Michael right? Williams so, don't forget Michael Williams as well oh like, definitely Michael, Michael Williams, Williams. Yeah. most definitely could we just could we just say something about Master T for a moment right. uh, the gentleman known as Master T also uh Tony Young uh, yeah. a pioneer in media not just for 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 hip-hop but just in media in general a pioneer yeah. who at the time went through some stuff when mandem mm-hmm. talking about oh he's just cheesy and what the hell with his keyboard and oh he, he does all these weird costumes and and stuff like that and it's like you know first of all he's there on that set doing that while you're at home talking mess so yeah. you can stop now yeah Do you know what i'm saying second exactly. of all you're talking about a, a, a guy that had to deal with media who really had no previous experience with hip-hop culture at all wow so you you had a guy who was responsible for helping corporates understand that hip-hop culture was very relevant and not just a flash in the pan. So he did what he had to do to get the corporates to, to buy in. Right. And I know you guys remember, man, people will clown on Tony Young like enough mm-hmm. times because like, oh, he's so cheesy and what's up with his keyboard and yada, yada, yada. But it's like, nah, man, who's on, who's on that set right now? Who's staring at hard cam one? It's not you. Right. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And you know what? So I got to admit that too. all the props, yo. Yeah. Oh yeah. Much, much props to master T man. I think I, cause I do remember that back in the day too. And yeah, I think a lot of, a lot of people were, were immature. And I even have to, I even have to admit, I didn't go to, to that length of like, Oh, he's whatever. But sometimes it was like, you know, at a young age, you were like, Oh, what is this guy doing? Why didn't he just play the video? But I mean, years later, it's like, yeah, man. Like, and especially right now, when you look at that, like, Angela, you're right on the on point there with that. Just saying, like, all the stuff that he brought, and having to be that pioneer, like where that was, like, that was like, and I think they only gave like a lot of other shows on Much Music were like an hour show, and Rap City was like half an hour. Half hour, yeah. yeah. I'm like, man, is why is it only half an hour? Why can they only get half an hour, right? Mm-hmm. And it like, but he would he would get he would obviously. I don't know all the background details, but I would be surprised if he wasn't responsible for like, you know, not having much of a team then because I don't think they thought it was a big, a big deal. And so I'm sure he mm-hmm. put together a lot of the, a lot of the behind the scenes stuff yeah. himself as well, yeah. as well as in front of the camera. So yeah, because he produced, he much. produced as well. Yeah. Yeah. So much, much, much props to him, man. Oh if, yeah, man. If it wasn't for, for Master T, man, we probably wouldn't have, I mean, he just exposed, um, introduced canada to a lot of the hip-hop if you weren't able to like have a satellite dish and get mtv right, yeah whatever right i mean yeah a lot of that stuff was just brought in and just grew it just grew and grew and now hip-hop um i think i i had a reminder on my timeline the other day but i think there was even some historic thing that's saying that i think hip-hop is like especially now i think it's the one of the biggest or most popular forms of music in the world. It, it is. The no, it is. It, it is. It is. It the streams, the, streams the sales before streaming. Yo, yeah. man, hip hop became the dominant cultural force yeah. in pop culture in North America and then globally, like some time ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it was um, maybe it was six years ago, I think I heard um, that hip hop overtook rock and roll. Yeah. And then when, once that happened, you know, all the naysayers, all the investors were like, nah, this will never happen. You know, mm-hmm. they lost out big. Um, but then, you know, Spotify, excuse me, Spotify has also done a huge service to, to hip hop. But I remember um, Jay-Z and a bunch of artists came out with Tidal. 
I don't know how well it did, um, but they put a lot of investment in it. And I was like, yeah. oh, if those guys are behind it, but I never hear about Tidal, man. It's all Spotify. Yeah, the thing with Tidal is, um, well, Jay sold it. Um, oh, did he? Okay. And and there was a lot of controversy because they marketed themselves as a streaming platform that was going to take care of the artists. And then it was found out, you know, what, maybe three, four years later, they actually paid artists the least of all streaming <laughs> services. Wow. Uh, so that's so kind of a bad look, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it's hard to it's hard to to you know get yourself out of that if you get you know if you that's your main thing and then you that falls through then all your credibility is down the drain. Yeah. Yeah. I know that they were also billing themselves as um I think even just better sound quality. Quality, they had, yeah. Like, that they had for like basically people that were like audiophiles like if they exactly exactly the music would just sound better it was higher quality streams and so on but i guess it's still around but as far as i know but uh, i don't know for what sort of subscribers they have or if they're gonna what their plan is or they're gonna grow or what but have you guys ever actually compared any of the streaming services in terms of audio quality not really man i think sometimes i think it came down to you know what I'm thinking back again, man. I'm going old school when I'm talking like VHS and beta. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think it comes down to maybe like sometimes with and now this is maybe more business talk, but sometimes I think it comes down to more like ease of use and availability. Yeah. For a, for a product, right? Because sometimes yeah. people are like, yeah, well, this product, this is the best, most clear sound you're ever gonna hear, and people are like. I just wanted to sound good, man. I'm not listening yeah. to hear like that. I could hear, uh, you know, when so-and-so is on the mic, I can hear like, I can hear that he scratched his face or something like that. Right. I don't yeah. want to hear like every single tiny little sound on my, I just want to hear the music and, and be able to vibe to it. And I want easy access to it. I want it quick. I want it reasonably priced. And I want a lot of artists. I want a lot of catalogs. And Spotify seems to handle that. I know a lot of people don't, don't, uh, not everybody is a fan of them because they're sort of now like the, this almost like this monolith kind of like this huge giant, right? Um, in the scene. And sometimes now they're viewed as like the bad guy because they're like, the, they're like the biggest and whatever. And people are like, oh, they take money from the artists. And, yeah. And the, and, but, I, I saw something, I heard a little bit of, a bit of another podcast recently where someone was from from uh, Spotify and he apparently said um, that, you know, the a lot of people feel that Spotify is taking money from the artists a lot, right? And he had some sort of thing that he broke it down. He said he does presentations. He goes around, I guess he, he's some sort of a exec for, for Spotify to, you know, get more artists and stuff on the, on the platform. He said that uh, what happens is basically he was saying it's not Spotify that's taking the money from the artist because he said we pay out. He said he shows, you know, clients, potential clients, how much is paid out from Spotify. Spotify makes a lot of money. They pay out a lot of money. The money goes to, again, another age old thing that still hasn't really changed that much. Money goes to the record labels and then the record labels pay the artists. Nah, I don't like that. Spotify gives the money. They they might give out if they're giving like let's say ballpark like a million dollars or a hundred million dollars to you know wherever it is Columbia or one of those someplace some record label whatever it is right Warner they're giving a hundred million dollars now Warner is this Warner is going to decide the artist is going to get this much of that money right so the money's being paid out it's just somehow there's a little bit of a a bottleneck there right because they don't they don't deal with directly with the artists unless you're maybe you're talking like independent artists i guess um but for as far as like those big artists not making a whole lot of off spotify i mean they they have their independent artists are structure no what no independent artists aren't making mad coin off off streaming either to be honest Hmm. um i think this is a perfect time to to suggest that if you do love music and if you honestly love music enough to want to support music you love, I would suggest you buy directly from the artist. 
via Bandcamp or their own personal website. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Because Bandcamp is of all the streaming services, Bandcamp is the most oppressive because they do Bandcamp Fridays where they give 100% profits to the artists. And they do that once a month. Some, they've done it actually sometimes more than once a month, depending on uh, special occasions and what have you. But I mean, they do Bandcamp Fridays, man. That's 100% proceeds straight to the artists. What wow. other streaming well, services doing that? Exactly. I didn't even know that. I mean, yeah, you need to get on Bandcamp and whatever. I was going to ask you that question around the independent artists. You know, mm. if they do any better than if they're signed by, you know, Columbia or whoever. But it sounds like they're not. Um, I mean, it, it sounds like it's a very treacherous industry, you know. Well, it is. Yo, the yeah. music industry historically is essentially a con man's game. Because the music industry used to be run by mobsters. What? Oh, yeah. yeah, like 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 I'm talking like 30s, 40s, and, and yeah, like still. in the in the States. Yo, mm -hmm. the industry was run by mobsters, man. They 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 paid for stuff, you know what I mean? And like the music industry's been a con man's game from time, yo. Yeah. And and in the if you look at the power structure of the music industry, it's obviously been majority old white male. And if you're talking about the music industry in, in the United States, we're obviously talking about <laughs> the United States. We're obviously talking about, <laughs> we're, we're unpacking a million things at that point, right? Yeah. So just historically, man, the music industry has not been advantageous to straight up like, like musicians ever. <laughs> so question, Angelo, what, what happens when you're signed for like three records? and you're bombing and this guy's like, man, I got to get out of my contract. Because I remember like guys like Tribe Called Quest back in the day, you know, they were like dissing the music industry about the A&Rs. They're like, this is terrible. Mm -hmm. Like, do you have any examples of like nightmare scenarios of artists who are like, man, I got to get out because oh I don't know what I'm doing with this company. Hey, for real, there's honestly too many. Too like many, in yeah. all honesty, there's too many to name. There's Prince? been too many to know. Prince, Prince uh, had some a, forethought in know, dealing with you, the music industry from the second he was signed at 18. He had some forethought. Uh, incredibly mature business-wise in some ways, but definitely had some forethought because when he signed with Warner at 18, at 18 in 78, 18, 18 signing, years old. Wow. signing to Warner. Okay. He was going with some forethought and he very much had a vision for how he knew he wanted to deliver product to interested fans. Mm -hmm. So he gamed this, he basically gamed the industry to get what he wants until the slave emancipation era when he decided, okay, I don't want to play this game anymore because I'm still not making the money on my music that I should be making. It's still unfair. Even though I was giving my vanity label, Paisley Park, as part of this multi-million dollar deal at the time, which was huge. Right. And I'm going to be able to quote unquote A&R and develop artists to put on my vanity label. At the end of the day, that vanity label didn't make me any money at all really <laughs> paisley park made him no money okay wow and and and, and i'm looking at my my catalog and I, I see now i'm a huge money maker for this label and this is all i'm seeing in my bank like what and then mm. and then have and then just knowing how the industry has historically raped artists right realizing that he is just one in a long line of many. And he just had enough and said, you know what? I need to find a way around this. So is that where the main change came from? Yeah. It was essentially a way to, to get out of his contract with Warner. He was, at the time, he had re-signed with the multi-million dollar deal. And delivering 10 albums was his commitment to Warner. So once he was able to deliver the 10 albums, 
he was like, okay, now I'm done. I'm going to change my name to the glyph that, which is a very recognizable symbol for any fans of Prince in the first place. Right. And I'm going to release this song, The Most Beautiful Girl in the World, on my own new imprint, NPG. And I'm going to release it myself independently. I'm going to find my own distributor. And then let's see what happens. Mm. And, then I'm go- and then he releases it. And then the single does unbelievable numbers, especially for Prince, because at the time, the, especially the late 90s, Prince wasn't exactly dropping, you know, the most successful records. Yeah. But then he dropped the single, The Most Beautiful Girl in the World. And wow, suddenly yeah. he, had, he had a bargaining chip. Yeah. Because yeah. his value and his worth was so obvious because he said, okay, well, watch what I'm going to do. I'm going to get my own distributor. I'm going to release it myself. And then boom, 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 boom. So the last album he had to deliver was, I think it was chaos and disorder, which was really just a bunch of outtakes really. Mm. So it wasn't really, wasn't really a full album anyway. Hmm. Yeah, Sorry, I can go on about Prince as you guys know. <laughs> oh yeah. For, any, for anyone, anyone who doesn't know, man, if you, all you, if you just walk by, if you walk by Jay Boogie and you just whisper, Prince, he'll be like, "What? Excuse me." He, he's, he's basically, uh, you're the biggest, biggest Prince fan that I know, that I know. Of, I mean, he's a, I, amazing, he's been an amazing artist, right? Yeah. You know, in keeping with our questions here, I just, you know, we can always talk about Michael Jackson, um, you know, Puff Daddy. Um, we could talk about. I guess even the Beatles, you know, like it's almost like these new artists, you know, they have to also be cunning and really be very strategic as to when they sign, you know, it just can't be like sign here. It's like, no, no, give me the word version of this document. So my people and I, we can make some edits in here because it can't be a win lose contract, right? Where I'm stuck in this thing for the next eight years and I hate, every single day and that obviously impacts the uh the quality of the music right it's not it's not what it could be because i feel like i'm literally um a slave in this thing you're giving me money but you're taking you know the lion's share of this Um, oh yeah right um so i mean quickly jay just you know uh, do you have any thoughts on how artists could be a bit more strategic in their signing to like not get so screwed over? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, man, do it yourself. Stay independent. For real. Like, especially now, especially now in 2021 and after this pandemic, this pandemic was actually a very, very good time for artists to release music because mm. you had uh, you had a lot of people home yeah. with a lot of time on their hands. Okay, so if you already love music and suddenly you're stuck at home for like six months to a year, well, you're probably just going to consume way, way more music. Yeah. So if I if I was like an artist right now, like legit. In 2021, I'd be doing independent, straight up. Yeah, and I think I also would, with, go ahead, Jill. Yeah, yeah no, I think, because I, it, it's just a matter of of understanding that you're a business, right? So as anyone would, if they're getting into business, what do they do? Their homework, right? right? Understand the business you're getting into. Do the homework, do the research. Politic, network, get to know people because it's a business, right? You may, you may be something you love doing or something you love doing since, you know, you were how old, but it's a business. So you got to understand you're a brand. And now yeah. it is possible to be a brand and be a business, but you got to be business minded. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that that also almost begs a question sort of, um, again, on the same topic now, and those are, I have to say, wise words, by the way, Angelo. Like those are some like some good points. I think like for for artists and even just people to remember about artists too, right? Where it's like supporting artists, realizing that they're business, 
they're there for your entertainment, that they're also a business. Now, do you feel, my question is, now, do you feel that um, because of things that are the way they are, as opposed to how they were before, like back in the day when we talked about hip hop, I mean, now being the most popular music in the world. And when we were growing up, um, I mean, so many numerous examples. I think we grew up in a great time. If we were talking yeah. about, you know, getting out out of, out to the club and wherever partying in the 90s, like that era of like hip hop, R&B was great. But I feel like at that point, artists were, because the music wasn't recognized as like, it was a lot of it was still like kind of underground or people still saw it as a kind of a flash in the pan. I, I kind of feel personally like artists had to almost work like harder to like really be recognized. They had to be like, if you had, to, if you were good, you were like really good. Like you had to, there was no like jumping on YouTube and saying like, okay, I'm going to just me and my friends or just me and my computer get this beat going okay, I got a mic and now let me go and then let me just upload it and go, right? Like, do you think that that has affected like the quality of music that's put out or like that artists are thinking more business than actual music quality now? Well, you have to look at it with hindsight. If you're an artist now, you have the benefit of having the hindsight of 20, 30 years worth of artists having gone through some things in the industry that kind of gave you a template of maybe not what what not to do you know what i mean mm. um is it easy to release music now without all the headaches i'm gonna say no because as an independent artist if you stayed independent that means all the work is on you mm. if you've got if you've got a budget if you even have a budget and you can afford management, which is at the least the one bill you should be paying for. Yeah. And, and a lawyer. So that's two bills. <laughs> yeah. If you can at least afford those two bills, okay, well, that means the rest of the work's on you, which means you become everything else. Mm. So the struggle is just as real. You know what I mean? Because back then, when artists were coming out, sure, maybe they had a manager approach them and say, hey, third base you're dope i think you should ride with me and i'll i'll help you get to where you want to go mm -hmm. okay but then third base came out of you know well you know far rockaway queens mm -hmm. out of the hood they don't know business yeah so now they're at the mercy of of like whomever you could be take advantage of like even you know what i mean so the yeah. struggle is real it didn't it doesn't matter what era because if if it's not one thing in 2021 there was still something else back in the 90s right right no that makes sense too um these these contracts man um it, it's just it's something i heard man even about the contracts where you got to keep tabs on your own lawyer yeah right because sometimes yep. they could be in cahoots. It's like, yeah, 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 right like this. He doesn't know nothing. All he knows is just producing the music, right? Yep. I'll take care of that. And then you got the nightmare and other scenarios where the manager is screwing the artist, right? Yeah. Um, so it's, you know what, the, the real, the middle player in all this is money, right? Of course. In money. So I think money... We all we all need it, we all want it, um, but when one, when money becomes the motivator, where it becomes the sole motivator, right? Um, a lot of wrong can be happened to people, right? Like a lot of wrong. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the really big artists like Jay Z, um, Kanye, um, well, we can name a whole bunch more who make the real money. I'm always wondering, like, well, how are you guys making? like such a great amount and you know other artists who are i would say in the ballpark of conversation with your name don't like are they in bed with the, the right people or you know because i don't understand that part well the the one thing that that i think people need to understand is a lot of our most artists don't make money off their music Mm. They make money off touring and merch. Mm. 
that sounds kind of like the the same i mean i know you might want to touch on it there john um we talked about before but that sounds like similar to like the whole professional athlete kind of uh thing where like the athletes making money off the endorsements and stuff is that kind of similar what you're talking about jello well i mean that's something that hopefully you can pivot into once you become an established artist though real talk y'all real talk you know how people are making money you know how the big dudes are making money right now it's not rap it's not even music dog mm. It's side businesses, yo. <laughs> Why do you think they're opening mm. alcohol companies and you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, because because th- there's no money for an artist in the industry. You'd be crazy. You would be nuts to think you're making money off your music in the industry. You need to do that off touring and merch. So if you want to make more money, then you need to, again, stay business-minded, become even more business-minded, figure out, okay, so I got a little bit of coin now. Now, what can I invest in that, to help me grow some paper? Yeah. So That's how really people are making money. It's not music. So hmm. what you're really saying is become a brand. Hell yes. And because when you become a brand, um, that brand, the more valuable it is, the more you make. I mean, we start talking about brand. Okay, now you're talking my language, right? Yeah, you man, you know make, this. You can go ahead and um, be a part of some other uh, sports sports team. Once they hear Jay Boogie is a one percent owner of the so and so team, oh, 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 I'm gonna go to the games, right? Yeah. I get that. Like if Travis Scott, if Travis Scott was like, I'm gonna buy five percent into the uh, Toronto Raptors, five percent. Travis Scott, right? Because he's connected to, uh, is it Kylie Jenner, right? Kylie, help me. I think, I don't know. I think, yeah, I'm not positive. But she's now a billionaire, apparently. I think she, I heard she sold her brand, her her makeup brand for a billion dollars. Like two or three years ago. I'm not all about all that stuff. So so it's like when you become a brand and, and you're able to, you know, associate yourself with something. And even, even if not, the fact is, as a brand, he or she has millions of users, of people who are ready to buy whatever this person is selling. So you might go into the music industry, you know, doing mumble rap, which I have a problem with. <laughs> that one artist, man, he's got like 5 million like, subscribers. And he's yeah. like, hey, I'm now selling shoelaces. Oh, yeah. I want shoelaces from that guy, right? Right. I mean, for me, yeah, that's almost, that's one thing I'm sort of like touching on with. Again, I don't know if it's a bias or not, but I feel like it may just be me getting old, <laughs> coming down to it. Or growing <laughs> older. Older. Okay, but, I got to when, when, <laughs> but when we... But yeah, but using terms like mumble rap and stuff, I'm obviously a longer, younger generation right now, like in their 20s and stuff. The music that they like is, is a little different than what we like. And if they hear some of the old stuff, they may be able to get down with it. Um, I respect that. I try to keep an open mind as much as possible. But sometimes I'm just like, if I'm hearing like a little Yachty or a little something, I'm just I don't like, know. sometimes I don't some, know their names. Yeah, sometimes I'm just like... Um, who is that guy that was like, I think he was like white or Latino with like different color hair. And I think he just like, Oh man. You know, why do you, you know why do you want to say his name? Why do you even want to say his name? <laughs> but, but you know, who that's I'm putting bad about. energy into the podcast. <laughs> <All right? laughs> but, but I'm, I'm like, how do guys like that, like get signed and be like, they have ton, they have a ton of they fans do. now. Where like, whereas oh, like, I think back in the day know? where it was like back in the day when, when that, again, I sound old when saying it, Back in my day, back in my day, they would never assign to somebody like that. But it's almost, it's true. But I think about it, it's like back in the day, like, can you imagine this, this rapper coming out with the multicolored hair and even just how he sounds, if you didn't see him and you heard him, it's like, if that was to come out when Big Daddy Kane was at his height, like that person would get laughed off the stage, would get like it would just be i would almost feel bad for them like you imagine that person at the at the apollo or someplace like that 
Like the cane, the the <laughs> the big cane would come out, the sweep, gong. sweeping off the stage. <laughs> the gong. <laughs> it would be like, man, no, they would last like a minute out there. So why does that? Why, why do you think that kind of stuff happens, Angelo? Like, well, how does that happen? Well, let me flip it on you for a sec. Hmm. If Humpty Hump came out in 2021, mm. how do you think he'd be perceived? Yeah, yeah. Well, you think about that. I guess it wasn't all. I like we we tend to I guess think about the the top of the top or the cream of the crop, if you want to call it that. But I guess we had our share of. It wasn't like Two Live Crew was conscious music either. I guess right. It wasn't like they were like these guys are really saying something. When you listen to Uncle Luke. Let me tell you, he had a lot of good things. He's giving tax advice. That that was a person. Kids, come here. Listen to this guy. No, but the thing is, but the thing is, they all were still saying something. It wasn't like, let me go tell my grandma what they said. No, it wasn't that level. Right. But you know, two live crew was more like rebellious music, right? Mm. They were more like, we don't give an F what they all think. And they all, because their competition is also like NWA, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, no, 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 no. This is, this is who we are. They had like, there's, there's photos where there's an interview and they, there's a people having sex behind the guy, like doggy style, like right behind the guy. And the interview is like, so, and how's the concert going? How's the tour going? Like, he has to just keep going. But that was the culture of what they lived in, right? So there are women who are ready for all that. But, but the issue is, you know, looking at guys like, you know, uh, Humpty, uh, was it um, Digital Underground? Yeah, yeah. Shock G, rest right. in power, rest in power. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, that fake nose, yep. um, you know, and then I think about, you know- Flavor Flav. Flavor Flav, right, really, really well. Beside, beside a guy like Chuck D, like really? Yeah, and Chuck yeah. had a straight face every, every yes, time. Yes, man. <laughs> You're talking about like black power. This guy's like, dude. <laughs> Chuck exactly. straight face but with somebody right in his ear. Yeah, boy. Exactly. Chuck loved him or he saw value in him, right? Right. Then I think of other artists like um, um, Digital Digital Planets. Digable Planets. Diggable planets. Yeah. Um, Diggable Lady Planets? Lady Butterfly. Love yeah. that. Oh, man. Lady Mecca. Yes. And then, you know, Fuji's came out. Like, they were all saying something, something that you could at least even, like, hum in your head. But the mumble rap, like, panda, 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 panda. Like, what are you saying? Panda, 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 panda. I'm like, get to the song, man. Panda, panda, panda. So this is where I'm like, you know, I could see Family Guy making fun of mumble rap and, like, all their cutaways. And watch this guy. It was just completely hilarious. But my issue, man, is... We came from an era, man. The three of us came from an era, man, where it's like, let me think about what you just said. Yeah. Like, hey, I never knew that. Like, I never knew that. Or I never thought of it that way. Right. Personally, Big Daddy King was like, was like my uncle or my big brother. And, you know, back in the day when I used to, you know, be on stage freestyling, I would always start freestyling in the car. Listen to the Daddy Kane, and then, like, I'm all, I'm freestyling on top of his lyrics, and then he'd say something where I just stop, you know, whatever I was saying, and listen to him. And I'm like, what am I even doing? Yeah, you have to like Shut stop up. the stop the cassette, yeah. stop the tape in the stop car, the <laughs> and or, and or whatever. I'll, See, even even CD, but it would be like, and, and then I, I remember then I'd have to, I'd have to even like. <laughs> Stop doing whatever I was doing when I'm listening to Heavy D. Yeah, Chub John. Rock. John, I remember that man because, again, for those of you who don't know Quamatron and Afro, Afro, Afro. Yeah, my yeah. Thing, by the way, <laughs> I had an Afro. Believe it or not. <laughs> but man, like when when it was a, a few of us in the car, or maybe even two of us in the car at some points, man, back in the day when we used to roll out. Yeah, and we would hear something, just like this. Just as an example, like the love of the music, 
right um of, of hip-hop and that we would hear something like if, if it was big daddy kane or something it would almost be like man we, we could almost get in an accident yeah listen to some lyrics and uh, you were listening yeah. to the new song or whatever we're like yeah put this in just got the cd check it out yeah listen to it listen to it and he said like, listen to what you, what 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 John, pull over pull over here yeah, what yeah, did you yeah. hear that or like stop 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 it stop it stop it bring that back bring it back what did he say like did you hear like and i don't know if we get i mean i think it's still out there now maybe oh yeah hard, maybe oh definitely find, definitely yeah. uh, okay i'll okay just one quick aside uh i am not co-signing Takashi at all by <laughs> by saying you know what I had said previously I'm not co-signing because that to me is nothing hip-hop yeah. related at all that is just uh straight up clout chaser that mm -hmm. just used the culture so no more talk of him <laughs> um but but what I was what I was getting to was that um, you have your Takashis, you have your Flaves, you have your Humpty Humps, you have your Parliament. Remember when George Clinton came out and Parliament came out? Mm. Are you going to tell me as funky as they were? You're going to tell me as funky as they were, there weren't a gang of like folks just like, uh, what the <laughs> hell is going on with George though? Look at his He's funky, but what is going on? Yeah. I remember, no, I mean, I, I think actually was that Snoop and Dr. Dre almost kind of introduced me to like, made me look up Parliament. Oh, yeah. Oh, that a huge hand they, in people discovering Parliament. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. But I do Hell remember yeah. that, what you're saying, Jello, because it was right like, when I was like, okay, well, let me see what these Parliament guys are all about. What? Like, why is this guy's hair? What is he? What are these guys wearing? Is that how they dress back in the, like, what is the big boots and... They had a mothership. They had a mothership <laughs> on stage that they came out of. They had they had Spanky on guitar in a diaper, man. <laughs> like, come on, yo. <laughs> but the music was funky and the soul was real. And I think that's what it always comes down to. Regardless yeah. of what the artist looks like, if they're pumping something out that that you feel in your soul, because let's be honest, right? This is this is black music. Black music is soul music, straight up. If it's something you feel in your soul, regardless of what that artist looks like. But if you yeah. don't, but if you don't feel it in your soul, then you know it's fraud. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's why you're gonna push well, back. Um, I mean, we get into preferences, right? We get into preferences. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, there's some that are very obvious, like you yeah, said, like what's fraud. his name, which we, which we won't mention. Exactly. Last two numbers, 69. And exactly. Exactly. So those, I think because hip hop's got so big now, Yeah. you guys tell me if you agree, um, you know, Angelo and, and uh, Kwamatron, but I think part of the reason, because it's got so big, like now you have like people that are, people like those type of artists that we talked about that can just want to be like, oh, I can make a quick buck doing this. Like I, I can like before, whereas before you could, there was no quick buck. <laughs> there was no quick buck available. No, even, no. even, even artists like Kane. I mean, I read something uh, or saw another podcast thing about someone was talking about like, just when they used to go on tour and it was like, and they were lucky to get at a certain point to get their own hotel room. Like they would share hotel rooms. And oh stuff. man. Like now it'd be like, um, yeah, I want, I want the top floor. The executive, um, man. And I want a villa. Right? I want a villa. Yeah. So I think it's, I don't know. You think that you agree, guys agree with that about the like artists or people calling this masquerading as artists, just wanting to jump on because they know that the culture is and the music is so big and there's that potential to make money there. Oh yeah. That's, but that's, I mean, Let's be perfectly honest. We live in a capitalist society. People see an opportunity to make a dollar. Are they are they wrong for chasing that? We live in a capitalist society. We all subscribe to this economic system, right? Yeah. Let's be honest, right? When you think about it that way, that's that's. True. I mean, is is it wrong for them to try to make money in a capitalist society? <laughs> like, I think it comes yeah. down. I think 
uh, outside of money, I think cultural influence has a lot to do with everything as well. Uh, as we've been going on about hip hop is just, it's just global. It's just, it's pop culture now. So be, being the predominant pop culture force, I mean, the influence of hip hop is, is obvious and inevitable, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know if you, you guys, you guys know Billie Eilish, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I never really, you know, I, I, I didn't, to be honest, I didn't know who Billie Eilish was until Nate was listening to him in the whip. I'm like, yeah. what are we listening to up in here kind of thing, you know? But I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. I didn't hate it. I was like, well, it was kind of interesting. And the way I, I think when I listen to music, I'm always able to find the influence in what I hear. So when I heard Billie Eilish, I was like, yo, man, you can, you can hear a whole gang of shades of people that, that can be heard in her. So she's yeah. got this new album coming out, right? And um, not the current single that's out now, Your Power. The single previous to that, which was the Lucy she dropped, obviously, to promote the album, I think it was called Therefore I Am. I heard it, and I was like, so I asked Nate, Nate, have you heard that Billie Eilish joint, Therefore I Am? And he's like, oh, no, I haven't heard that. And I'm like, yo, yo, you got to hear this. And yeah. the reason why I brought it up is because it, there's some hip hop influence in it. Mm. And I was like, well, of course, yeah. right? Of course. And, but yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not calling, I'm not calling fraud on Billie Eilish because no. I mean, she could love hip hop music. So why wouldn't it influence her music? Great. And right. I mean, I, go ahead, John. Yeah. And I mean, her having on her album, one hip hop artist, like well-known, right as a oh, i hope she doesn't do that though <laughs> yeah i'm just saying if she I, that did, would be a fraud <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying she did right um even, even if she has homies it still feel yeah. fraud yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because i look at i look at music like tv shows and movies like you might like adventure or comedy but that same person also likes drama right yeah Exactly. So Billie Eilish may be might garner like let's say 15 million people, but in those 15 million, some of them like some of the artists that we knew, we know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's all a matter of like the psychology behind music as well, the beats, and then one thing I just want to touch on real quickly, man, is just go back to every top or most popular hip hop song you can remember in your mind right now. And the first two bars, the first two bars, first three bars even, right? They got your attention. That was the purpose of them. Um, this is from Juicy, um, the notorious B.I.G. We know him as, as Biggie. But he was like, it was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. So anybody who, right, who, like, who was yeah. thinking that was like, this is me. He says, yes. He's like, yeah. it was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine, salt and pepper and heavy D in the limousine. Like, boom. Yeah. I got yeah, you. You saw yourself. You were right? looking in the mirror. You were looking Next in bar. the mirror. Next bar, it says, hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday rap attack, Mr. Magic, Molly Ma. And then he says, I let my tape rock till the tape popped. Yeah. Smoking weed and bamboo, sipping on private stock. So you as the constituent, as a as a user, as a consumer, yeah. you're like, uh-huh. Versus yeah. <laughs> you know. And you know what? Now that you mention that Quamatron, that's all almost like not really having quite a total change of heart change of mind but i'm thinking now you know maybe that's also the way my thought is maybe that's the way that music works even for this generation like i don't know we not might not get what so and so is saying but if they're talking about i don't know if they're talking about things that that, that people identify with if you're like 20 something like do they identify with actually identify with that stuff I'd have to really listen to the lyrics, but as I talk about it now, I'm thinking if it's, if you're talking about 
or maybe they just want to hear more about like money and money and bling and whatever. Like, I don't know. I mean, that was around, I guess, in our era too, but. Yo, for real, do you know what's driving music right now? Hmm. It's sound. Sound? Sounds. It's sound that's driving music right now. Because once you become familiar with the sound and you will be inundated by that sound through various media, once you get inundated with that sound, you're not going to be able to get that sound out of your head, which is why mm. trap exists, which is why drill blew up outside of New York, which is why grime blew up outside of the UK and started to bleed into a lot of people's music. It's because it's a sound now. People identify with sounds now. They're not looking for lyrics, to be perfectly honest. Yes, there are. There are music lovers, like true, true music lovers that are still looking for lyrics. And believe it or not, not just Gen X. There's millennials and Gen Zers that are also looking for that at the same time. I'm very happy to say. But right now, the average music consumer is driven by sound. So... To be successful now as an artist, you have to be able to capture people either with a sound that already exists is a variation thereof or is something different, but still like this weird sound that people can get into. And that's that's why now it's really not about lyrics for a lot of, especially new artists. Um, not all, again, obviously, because you can never paint you know, new generation or, or new school artists, as we like, we call them. Uh, you, you never paint new school artists with a, with a broad brush because I can, I can attest to the fact that the amount of music and artists that are out right now hasn't changed that much from when we first got introduced to it. It's just, where's the money now? That's really right. what it comes down to. Where's the money now? What, what sound is popping right now? It's definitely drill. It's definitely trap. And that's, What's pushing the sound? So if you want to succeed, you're going to have to, again, do a variation thereof, a facsimile or something completely different that can capture in the same way that that previous sound did. 